Welcome to This Could Be Gay, a podcast where we talk about pop culture and the ways it could have been gay. I'm your host, Anya. My pronouns are she, her, and this week my guest is Alicia. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, uh, my name is Alicia Grafe. My pronouns are she, her. I'm the uh, Tree Fort Music Fest podcast programmer that's a lot to say that's a mouthful <laughs> but that's what i do um so i'm very interested in uh podcasts and local podcasts and i'm so excited to be on this one it's my first uh local podcast Ooh. guest awesome. <laughs> guest role um and yeah do you want me to get into what i think could be gay yes let's do it <laughs> so I brought the Oceans franchise. So there's Oceans 11, 12, 13, and 8 as like a rebooted female version of the Oceans franchise. And what really struck me with Oceans 11 the first time I watched it, I watched them pretty recently. Like last year was the first time I watched an Oceans movie. I thought they were just really Rowy. Oh yeah, totally. 100%. <laughs> I was not interested in like crime capers just <laughs> with only men in it. Right. Um, so it took me a while to get around to these movies, but once I did, it was such a cool like formulaic caper heist that was way more fun than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And I think what really drew me in was like the relationship that Brad Pitt and George Clooney have in these movies. Oh, yes. It's palpable. It's insane. <laughs> like, the, the relationship that they have between Danny Ocean, George Clooney's character, and Rusty Ryan. I didn't know that was his full name, by the way. <laughs> I didn't either. I looked it up on Wikipedia, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Rusty Ryan. He, I don't know if that's first name, last name, or if it's just, like... <laughs> title and first name um so so that's brad pitt's character but their relationship is really unique in this this broy caper movie that i really uh enjoyed and so then i watched like the the second one and then i watched the third one um and then i watched oceans eight before all of this and i saw it reflected again in oceans eight with kate blanchett and Sandra Bullock, where they were playing, like, the same characters. Right. Where Sandra Bullock's, like, the mastermind. She puts all the the pieces together to pull off this heist. And Kate Blanchett's just the beautiful, like, sexually ambiguous, <laughs> like, well-dressed counterpart to Rusty Ryan, or Brad Pitt's character. Like, they, right. same, they play the same character where they're, like, really... Um, emotionally supportive of the ocean character. Right. Um, so I, it just got me thinking about their relationship a lot after I watched Ocean's 8, and it's just like, I don't know, it could have been gay. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely could have been. I The first time I watched the Ocean's franchise was actually I, <laughs> my childhood best friend. Her name's Ariel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my birthday. And she gave me the, like, trilogy on DVD. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, 
15 or something. Yeah. <laughs> and she just gave it to me on DVD. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I'll watch these <laughs> heist movies. <laughs> I had never, like, expressed interest in a heist movie before. But, hey, it turned out to be so gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I mean, obviously male friendship exists. Yes. We all know this. Friendships exist. Platonic friendships exist. But, like, there's something really beautiful about their relationship that I just, like, their relationships with women in the films is so, it's such a side plot, almost. Um, But their relationship with each other is such a main focus of these movies. And I was looking at some, like, images to kind of remind myself of why the first movie felt so gay to me. And there's this whole collection of just, like, images from the film and them completing each other's sentences throughout the entire <laughs> film. And it's so sweet. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, they, they're they both so inside of each other's heads, and they know exactly what the other person's going to say. Like, it's just this, like, really nice, uh, I don't know, give and take relationship. Brad Pitt's just, like, such a supportive partner (laughs) to George Clooney like he's like the moral backbone to it all he gives him advice like he's the one who is ready to like pick up the pieces if George Clooney's character like falters at all or gets too into his head or messes up like Brad Pitt is there to like fix things (laughs) um there's also a really sweet scene in Ocean's 12 I wrote it down in my notes uh oh no Ocean's 13 where George Clooney's just in his head, like they're really nervous about the heist that they're going to do. And Brad Pitt comes to his room and he's already like, he opens the door and Brad Pitt's already talking. And he's like, all right, we got to make this change and we have to do this and we have to put this person here. And George Clooney is just like teary eyed and he's like, oh, are you okay? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. And then he like, Brad Pitt goes into the room and realizes he's watching Oprah and then he's like, yeah, I just had it on in the background. <laughs> and he also had, like, rosé open. And then so him and Brad Pitt just, like, share a bottle of rosé, get in their robes, and watch Oprah. And they're just oh both emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember that, but that's so good. It's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a nice date, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With your partner. Like, they're just relaxing before a big heist, and it's like huge amounts of money and like lives on the li- lives on the line and they're crying to Oprah and I just think it's really sweet and something the partners do yeah absolutely and the first look that they give each other on screen in Ocean's 11 mm-hmm. I was like gay my god they- <laughs> there's basically a scene where uh Brad Pitt's character Rusty Ryan mm-hmm. is uh teaching like celebrities how to play poker and they're all really obnoxious and he hates it and he's just like it's the bane of his existence he's getting drunk and he goes to the bar to get his his drink and then he goes back and all of a sudden George Clooney's there and the camera like pans and then it pans (laughs) to him and then it pans back and it's so dramatic Uh and they're just looking into each other's eyes and I'm just like (laughs) what this is straight Mm-hmm. This th- there's no sexual tension here because I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah, there's so I think it's just like Brad Pitt in general. Like anytime he's in a room, there's just like sexual tension between him and somebody. Um, yes, this isn't 
gay per se, but I also love watching Brad Pitt eat in all of those films. Oh it's such a prominent <laughs> feature of those movies. And I love he's like constantly eating. I think he does that on every every film, but uh those movies it's he always has something in his mouth. <laughs> Is that an oral fixation? I don't know, but <laughs> um but yeah, I just love um I just love that relationship. I think it could have been gay. They're like never mentioned without each other. Like they're always like it's not just Danny Ocean, it's like Danny and Ryan. Like they are considered to be a pair. Like platonically or not, like they're mentioned in the same breath, basically. Like Danny would not put on a heist without Ryan, and I just think it's very sweet. Also, uh, if you're interested in Oceans Eight, Kate Blanchett has talked a lot about the sexual tension between her and Sandra and how it was like very almost accidentally intentional. Like they just love each other so much. And also like her character is really written as like sexually ambiguous. And she just wears like flowy suits and interesting clothing. And she's just like kind of Sandy's, you know, emotional support system, just like Ryan is. Um, yeah, they talk about it in interviews quite a lot. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That yeah. tracks, though. But it's Kate Blanchett, so of course she's right. going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> she loves like, yeah, women. She's gay. <laughs> she's with us. Yeah, exactly. She wants to invite her on the podcast next yeah. time. <laughs> she's, I feel like she's queer in spirit. She's yeah. a very interesting uh, person that I'm intrigued about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's my little spiel about the oceans franchise i love it <laughs> it sh- it so should have been gay yeah i don't know the thing the problem that i have which you touched on in yours was like platonic friendships are important and they're real mm-hmm. and i don't want to take away from that but also <laughs> <laughs> if we could have they could have been gay you know platonic friendships can be more prevalent and we can talk about them more once there's more representation on screen. Right. Like I'm not I'm, I'm like not going to stop <laughs> talking about how these men or women should be together <laughs> until there's more <laughs> representation cuz that's all I have. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, okay, so the... <sighs> Okay, so I'm going to talk about Parks and Rec. Uh, the first thing from Parks and Rec that I want to talk about are uh, Ben and Chris because the, you know, if anybody who's watched Parks and Rec knows that they're, like, best friends, um, and they kind of mirror uh, Leslie and Anne's relationship. I almost forgot Anne's name. I almost <laughs> like, <did> too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so they kind of mirror each other, and I think that either of them individually could be gay, <laughs> but it would just be this it would have the same kind of arc as Ben and Leslie because they work together and it would be kind of this like, oh no, we can't because we work together, but mm-hmm. it, but we want to so bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and all the like paid dinners for work, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. over time, they're like falling in love. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be a good, good one to do because Parks and Rec for how long it was on the air has like nothing. I know. Nothing is gay on that show. Except for um, Aubrey Plaza's boyfriends. Boyfriends. (laughs) But then it's like almost a, it's almost 
just played for a laugh where it's yeah. just like she's a little weirdo that has two boyfriends that are gay and nobody understands that relationship instead of it being a yeah it's like a punchline yeah it's not actually like a serious actual they think she's just joking and it's right. not a valid relationship to have right yeah yeah and i think that you know leslie and Anne would be a good one because of how much they do love each other but yeah, again, we're not taking away from platonic relationships here, but um, it would be just so cute mm-hmm. <laughs> to have Leslie just be as into, like, political government and everything that she is, but being a lesbian. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's that one episode of Parks and Rec where she accidentally marries the penguins, too. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like the show writers were like, well... <laughs> I'm going to brush my hands off now because <laughs> we've done the gay uh-huh. <laughs> and it's over. Yeah. And they, they always have her going back to that club and it, but then she it goes so hard because she didn't realize she married two gay penguins, but then because that they love her and that they're like celebrating her and made a drink for her at the club, she's just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll embrace that I did this. But before she was trying to backtrack because people were mad at her for gay for marrying two gay penguins. So then she's like, oh, I'm being celebrated. I guess I won't go against this. <laughs> so it wasn't even like intentional. And she also denounced it because she didn't want people to be mad at her. Right. She wasn't con- in with her convictions for it. It yeah. was just like, oh, okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the gays love me. I guess I'll embrace this. <laughs> I also thought that it would be funny to have like a really, really, not like funny, but it would be really cool to have Donna be like bi because mm. the way that she treats her men. Yeah. And have it be, like, totally different than the way she treats her men. Mm-hmm. Like, the way she treats the women in her life. Yeah. I think it would be cute. And it would be cool to see, like, a multifaceted bi character. Yeah. Because we don't get that very often. It's just, like, this person dates both sexes. Haha. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> As a bisexual woman, I'm always hyper aware of any bisexual characters and 100% like as a kid growing up if I ever did see a bisexual character it was like oh this person it dated men in her past but now she's dating women so she's a lesbian and that's like legitimately how I thought it worked (laughs) before I like figured out my sexuality like I thought it was like if I decided I want to start dating women I had to call myself lesbian, yeah. Right. So, like, to see an actual bisexual character who, like, whichever gender or non-gender they're with, like, whoever they're with, it doesn't change their sexuality, like, they're into whoever they're into. (laughs) It's like, that is, like, very much not represented in media. So I think Donna would be a, like, perfect character for that because she is so just, like, fluid and powerful (laughs) yes she's so powerful yeah and it would be so cool to see it because she would be so unapologetic yeah and I think that's the cool part about it because when it is shown it's sometimes it's like alongside gay panic or you know like it's just something to overcome Mm -hmm. to becoming lesbian or whatever yeah exactly like you were saying and so yeah I think it would be cool she'd be so unapologetic about it Mm mm-hmm Yeah, she would just mention, she'd be in the office, 
and Aziz Ansari's character would be like, what did you get up to, Donna? And she'd be like, oh, I took my girl to the Bahamas, and we had so much fun. And then that would just be, like, the off comment. Like, even just that little bit of representation would be incredible. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been incredible at the time, too, when it was airing. Yeah. Because, I mean, people like to think that it was more progressive than it was, I think. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it was trying, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) But it wasn't succeeding, I don't think. Do we think that... Um, I'm going to, I haven't watched Parks and Rec in a little bit, so I'm going to forget the names, but Ron's first wife, like his, Tammy, Tammy one, or I guess she's Tammy two. Tammy Tammy two. Yeah. Uh, do we think that she's bisexual? Oh yeah. Cause she's always coming on to everybody. Yeah. And she's like super into Leslie and keeps asking her to join them (laughs) and stuff. Like I love that as well. (laughs) That's right. I forgot about I guess there's a little bit there but she is usually using her sexuality like as a as a weapon Mm -hmm. uh which i think is weird yeah (laughs) and (laughs) worth mentioning um against ron and against whoever like when she just starts getting naked in the library Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) as like a come and get it (laughs) (laughs) you want to have sex let's do it yeah and (laughs) again just a punchline but i guess that's kind of part of these types of shows is that most things are punchlines. Yeah. But I think it would also be cool to have like Ron be gay mm-hmm. or bi or anything because he's so yeah. hyper masculine yeah. in these weird ways, but then you always find out these like soft things about him. So it could be like, yeah, I dated a man and you know, mm-hmm. before. Yeah. <laughs> just allude to it at some point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just throw that in there. Well, he's so just, like, against everything that I feel like he would be against that, like, gen- or against, like, heterosexuality. Like, he'd be like, I don't believe anyone's just straight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, he's just, like, so counter everything, but he would be counter heterosexuality. <laughs> yes, So absolutely. that would make sense. And also, if I think if it was, re- like, rewritten now, Ron would be polyamorous oh my <laughs> as God, well. Yes. Like, there's no, I mean... He's been married before and stuff, but I feel like his track record, he'd be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm polyamorous. Like, I'm not going to settle. <laughs> I don't know. Just as, like, partners in general. And, like, his relationship with Tammy, too, would make sense as well, that they had, like, shared partners and had relationships. Right. On the side. Like, separate yeah. from each other. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I think you're right about... um. Chris and Ben's relationship and how it could have the same dynamics that Ben has with um Leslie with Leslie and even like if you know there could still be the same kind of struggle that they have later in the seasons where Ben wants to run for in in politics and office and then him and Chris have that kind of like how can I help you do this and do my own thing and and be a city plant you know like and they're struggling with the gender roles that typically go along with yeah that sort of thing yeah I think they totally could have been written as being together (laughs) that makes a lot of sense yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. that's how it could have been gay again my name is Anya you can find me on Instagram at Anya Monique, and you can find This Could Be Gay on Instagram at This Could Be Gay, if you want. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, my name was Alicia Grafe. You can find me on Twitter at Brink the Movie. Um, I'm over there. I'm, I th- 
No, I am public, so you can find me over there. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. She kissed me in a way that I'll never be kissed forevermore.